Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. the phone number that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie jay noon and me remotely from honduras it's mark edge and we have a lot to talk about tonight because texas's governor greg abbott put out a pretty interesting notice um paper where he basically sounds like he is hinting at being pro-secession, at least pro-states' rights. And we want to talk about that. I also have some news from Argentina about um, Malay. It's only interesting, and Malay is the anarcho-capitalist president of Argentina. It's only interesting because they have an anarcho-capitalist president, and I'm really interested to see what, if anything, he will do. Um, so I have some news from there too, but I think we should start off talking about the Texas thing because I think a lot of people want to hear about that. Um, Mark, did you have a story about that? I have something here if you want me to read that. Yeah, I've got a, uh, this one I think is sort of a follow-up to anything you might have because this is a, it's released by the Republican Governors Association. 25 Republican governors released the following joint statement in support of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's Texas constitutional right to self-defense. And 25 governors, none of them of border states, besides Abbott, obviously, but he didn't sign the document supporting himself. Um, New Hampshire's a border state. Yeah, that's what well, I was just thinking. Yes. <laughs> Terribly sorry. One. None of them. Uh, the, the, the problem with the Canadian sneaking of, uh, across the border is entirely different. Uh, but... Yeah, it's it's not a southern border state. Okay. They they fit in a lot better than uh, you know, the people coming over the other border. Yeah, it's uh I don't know it, if it's it, just Canadians that are even coming over the Canadian border, right? Couldn't anyone come over there? You know, there there are certainly people sneaking across the border, the Canadian border. I mean, you know, if you've got a country of 300 million people, somebody's bound to sneak across. But last I heard, there were people sneaking from the US to Canada. Um so I mean, who knows. It's been a while. Well, what are they supporting him for? Well, I can read what they're supporting him for first, if you want, because Greg Abbott, he put out this really interesting statement, and I could probably read some of that even. It's right here. Um, This just, I don't know what else you'd call it. It's just his statement. It says, Governor Greg Abbott, January 24th, 2024, so it was yesterday. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws, on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration, which really surprises me because his... um, stance on illegal immigration seems to be a lot harder than trump's like forget about the words they say the words that come out of their mouth more people are getting deported and it's harder to get over the border now so it doesn't make any sense i mean i think i'm i'm suspicious about all this i'm not some kind of like greg abbott fan i actually hate him (laughs) why's Um, that well because i lived there while under his boot in 2020 and he ruined my life by um all of the restaurants i mean not restaurants bars in San, the San Antonio area came together and they were like, no, we're not going to close down. This is ridiculous. This is going to put us out of business. And Greg Abbott, along with the feds, swooped in and, uh, you know, forced them to close. He is not pro-states' rights. He's not pro-business. He's not pro-humanity and freedom. 
just because of this one thing he might possibly have right. He is um, a bad guy. As almost all governors are bad guys. You kind of have to be bad to get into that political position. I bet. Yeah. I mean, you know, look what they just did with Carrie Lake, where they're like, hey, you know, uh, don't run. We're going to pay you all this money. You know, what do you want? What's your thing? I don't know if you guys heard about that. No, I don't know who so she we'll is. We'll talk about that later, maybe. But she ran for uh, governor of uh, Arizona um, hmm. last time around. So what are they talking about here? I probably should get into that. Basically, apparently Texas itself is involved in the securing of their border with Mexico. So they have their own cops there. They have their own um, supplies. Like they use razor wire, apparently, which I think is inhumane um, and wrong. But apparently the other thing about it is like it doesn't hurt anyone because they just know how to get around it. They like put something on their back and crawl under it. It's not that hard. Um, But Texas does this themselves, right? And the feds said that they have the right to go in there and remove the razor wire. And this is amazing. And um, I think that that's really messed up because the federal government shouldn't have the right to go do that. And the thing is, like, I'm not pro state at all. I don't really believe in a border. But if this even if this is the subject that gets people starting to realize like the feds shouldn't be allowed to do that the feds shouldn't be allowed to um tell states what they can and can't do i'm honestly happy that the conversation's getting started there's a video of a uh of a loader uh you know what you would call like a payloader uh a, a, a thing you know a loader is um like a tractor that is used to like you know put dirt for example in the back of a dump truck they call it a loader the articulated loader and it's got forks on it like a forklift but it's a, it's a it's a loader a wheel loader with forks if anybody wants to internet search what a wheel loader is it'll pop right up and there's video of the feds this uh customs border patrol whatever they're called going up to the razor wire with this loader with forks on it and lifting up the razor wire letting all the you know people come in Hmm. And there's also video, it was, uh, James O'Keefe was on with uh, Luke Rudowski the other day. Luke, Luke Rudowski's actually been doing a really good like uh, podcast a couple times a week, like an hour, two-hour long-form podcast, which I've been begging him to do for a very long time. And uh, he had uh, James O'Keefe on the other night, and they were talking about how uh, they met these guys down in Arizona that were basically just keep on going back into Mexico and coming up through the border, collecting $2,200, collecting a, a smartphone, and uh, collecting um, like an EBT card or something or some kind of food card. Um, and they, and you know one guy was bragging about, oh, I've done this eight times already you know, in the past month. They just, you know, they're, they're just giving it out. And, you know, the Biden administration is encouraging all of these people to, you know, come up to this country and get free things. You have like a George Soros linked some kind of organization that is uh, funding and sponsoring and like paying money to like, you know, for like bus companies and like rail transport of, you know, transporting these migrants from wherever in South and Central America right up to the U.S. border. Um, It sounds like a classic invasion uh, you know, to me, what it sounds like is a grift. If, uh, you know, if you're going to give away money to people who manage to cross the border and then make it easy for them to cross the border, they're going to do that. Um, this is where I depart with the people who are, you know, pro immigration is where they give anybody money. Look, as far as I'm concerned, people should become able to come to the United States. They should be able to work their asses off like everybody else's grandparents, great grandparents and great, great grandparents did. And they, you know, should be able to build a life for themselves. This whole getting free stuff because, you know, you've got problems in your home country or whatever the the, the situation is. I feel, like that that's doesn't nuts. Come, I feel like that doesn't isn't as common in like with like people coming over from Mexico as it is like people who literally get shipped here from like Somalia. Like they literally get handed like a package and it's different. Like I, I well, the Hondurans know the uh, the system. Look, I don't I don't blame the stray cat. Okay, this is important. If you put a bowl of food out in front of your house every day, and then you go bananas because stray cats come and eat the cat food, or raccoons, or whatever the situation is, oh, I can't believe it. Well, stop putting the bowl of food out in front. It's not the cat, and it's not the raccoon's fault. It's your fault. And so I don't blame anybody who takes the opportunity uh, 
who takes the free phone, who takes the $2,200 or whatever the amount of money is, who takes the free place to live, they just shouldn't be offered. Look, if you can't find a place to live, if you don't have the money to find a place to live, you shouldn't be coming. And the thing is, is there can't be open borders with with uh, prohibited drugs and a welfare system. Prohibited drugs is a big one because yeah, it because just, they can smuggle drugs up. It's such a huge incentive. If if, if just there was, gives like a a reason for there to be a black market on drugs, yeah. which is dangerous. So as long as we have drug prohibition and as long as we have welfare, there just can't be open borders. The real solution is to this: we wouldn't if there was no welfare mechanism in place whatsoever. Uh, on a government level, I can tell you right now, this welfare system, this fact that everyone is going to be given some kind of entitlement um, has really, really trashed society, even among Native Americans. And when I say Native Americans, I'm talking people born here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, like, so we have like, a there's just a lot of people like this. <laughs> There's a, like a plethora of single moms that have babies from multiple daddies, and, and, and they're rude, they're arrogant, they're entitled. There's a whole bunch of them. And I know some single moms that have babies from multiple daddies that are like work hard, and they're trying to do the right thing, and they're polite, and they're pleasant. But if, you know, in, before there was a government welfare system, you had local welfare. You know, if, if, if you were, you know, if Jane... You know, um, O'Doyle, you know, had four children and her husband, Patrick O'Doyle, you know, lost his job, you know, working at the factory. Uh, there wasn't a, go- you know, a hundred years ago, there wasn't a government welfare system for that. There was the church. There was the neighborhood. There was the community. But if Jane O'Doyle is a modern day crack whore and, you know, is is, is literally just, you know, siphoning off the system or, or just being lazy or just trying to, you know, get whatever she can. Nobody is going to give the local drunk, the local crackhead, you know, a, um, you know, a welfare check. And. So like I've been saying except before, the government. They, well, except for the government, yeah, but nobody's just going to give them a handout. So, and, and, and if you're like a miserable, nasty, wretched woman uh, that's just, you know, nasty and mean, um, the government doesn't care. They're still going to, you know, give you this money, uh, but your local community isn't. So when you have to be like, you know, it, there is an incentive without the welfare system is a great incentive to just be a better human being because the bottom line is, is for some reason you can't take care of yourself and your family for some reason. And there's no government, you know, socialist welfare system to rely on. You you are going to be at the mercy of your community, and you know you better. It, it really helps just to be polite. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is, um, this welfare incentive uh, is. I, I believe that the Biden administration. Health and Human Services on a federal level is absolutely responsible for the death and murder of anybody who get, dies coming across the border. Anybody who is killed by a coyote, any woman who is raped, any young child that is you know put into the adrenochrome extraction factory. Yeah, the kids or, in cages. I just don't uh, believe that there are not politicians going and picking a kid out, you know, and you know adrenochroming. Or whatever, yeah. Or, or what is this? Hold on, I, I have never heard anything about what you guys are talking about. So, kids uh, in cages, adrenochrome. I've certainly heard about kids separated oh. from their parents at the border. That was happening under Trump. I don't know if it's happening. No, under it's Biden. happening more now. That's the thing. Like, forget what they say. Forget the words that come out of their mouth. Biden is worse on um, immigration. It doesn't make. I don't understand why it doesn't get on the news. Like, there are more kids in cages. There are more people um, getting deported. But for some reason, he's making this stance and it feels contrived. This whole like all of a sudden just like pulling up the razor wire stuff. I feel like this is all set up for a reason. And I think that the reason is to make bizarre. And uh, like the one thing I want to say about this is that the United States Constitution mentions that the federal government and remember, this is a really important part of it is the United States Constitution has two amendments to it. That's that are very specific that anything not mentioned in the Constitution are rights remanded to the state and to the people, which means that they aren't rights of the federal government. They are not powers of the federal government. And the United States Constitution says nothing about border security. So one would presume that border security is remanded to the state. It is, after all, their state line, and they are states. And the definition of a state is an organization that has a excuse me, monopoly privilege on the use of violence in a given landmass. So therefore, Texas, best I can tell from a constitutional standpoint, 
Texas is the organization that is supposed to take care of border security. The United States has the right to or the power to handle naturalization, but that's making someone a citizen. And that doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on in Texas. So I support Greg Abbott and putting back the razor wire if that's what he wants to do, because I think that that is fundamentally the job of the, of the state um, that, you know, everybody chooses to live in there in Texas. Now, personally, I think that there ought to be an entirely different system, but that kind of falls under naturalization as opposed to falling under, um, you know, securing the state borders. So I can see why someone says, look, we need a better immigration system. And until then, you know, we're going to put pressure on the federal government to take care of it. But that's that's where I'm at on it. Well, um, if you don't know what we're talking about with the adrenochrome thing, that means that um, it's something that is a conspiracy theory, sure. And I know Mark hates conspiracy theories, but me and Jay love conspiracy theories. <laughs> and um, basically the idea is that there's this drug that can be extracted from a child's blood when they're being tortured. So they get so scared. That- <laughs> oh, this is glorious. Keep going. <laughs> it's scary. So they're so scared that adrenaline and whatever is corsetol or whatever is going through their blood and when you take their blood at that exact moment and inject it into yourself it's like a crazy drug yeah. okay and the claim so, is is that like right. hillary clinton and george soros and the rest of the pedophile elite yeah. uh, are very very much into this adrenochrome uh it is a like a euphoric thing for them and they, they, they there's claims it is the fountain of life i just look i, I just internet search it and they're all well, like right-wing like, conspiracy theories QAnon, pizza yep. gates con- communities oh it turns out a lot of the pizza gate stuff was pretty accurate yeah. you know uh, <laughs> um and the other thing about it is apparently the movie fear and loathing in las vegas is supposed to be about adrenochrome but um in the movie it's it's like they pretend it's some other drug but it's apparently it's all about adrenochrome so if you watch that well, i read the book um and they didn't mention anything about adrenochrome in it but no it's like a, know, a metaphor i guess okay um you know the um yeah i can't remember the author's name uh but yeah, I'm somebody screaming it at the radio right now. Anyway, I always I, I just want to set the stage for what we're talking about here. <laughs> Hadn't heard about the adrenochrome. Um, <laughs> I think that the Martin Bailey situation here, the sort of uh, with the the conspiracy theory uh, situation, is that certainly Epstein was kidnapping or kidnapping. Uh, 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 contracting with 15, 16, 17, maybe 14-year-old young ladies to uh, be prostitutes on his airplanes and things like that. And that is used as an obvious statement of the, the elites are pedophiles. Okay, you win. That seems clear. But then, you know, there's more to it that seems far less proven, which is to say that the elites are kidnapping children. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm open to any information that we might have, but... I mean, even ever since I was a kid, there was always like the satanic cults are kidnapping kids and there hasn't well, been a lot of proof for it. Well, 800,000 kids ago, a, a, a year ago missing in the United States. And why does the United and States... No, nothing in the media about it. Why does the United States want to uh, separate these kids number. and their parents? It's that's, There's 300 million, um, 800,000, so that's 1 million. There's 300 million people in the United States, 300 and call it 25. Um, you're talking about a large percentage of kids go missing. Yeah, it, it, it's an alarmingly shocking high number. I was just reading some statistics about this uh I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, and it was like 800,000 kids went missing or something in, I don't know, 2020. You know, when one of the first things Biden did when he came in was basically dismantle Trump's, you know, like, um, pedophile whatever task force. I mean, there's just all kinds of, like, you know, nonsense, you know, you know, with these guys. And there's all kinds of reports that migrant children are just being loaded on airplanes in the middle of the night in Texas and being flown to, like, unknown you know locations there's reports of these airplanes landing at like chicago o'hare airport and there's a bunch of you know what are being just called migrant or like brown colored children you know being you know ushered off these uh you know uh planes and you know put on the buses and the tarmac and you know just leaving they they're everywhere 
globalmissingkids.org says that in the United States, an estimated nearly half million children are reported missing each year. Now, reported missing could mean a kid that is reported missing and then found within hours, days, or weeks, um, you know, or whatever the situation is. So I tend to think that most of them uh, are returned. Look, I don't know uh, any of this, you know, stuff. This is all largely news to me because it's not my world. But um, so do you know know that when a child goes missing in that is uh, in the custody of Child Protective Services in any state in the country, they are not reported missing. They are considered runaways, even if the child is an infant. Say it again. If a child goes missing that is in the custody of Child Protective Services, they are not reported missing. I'll bet they're not. I mean, they are they're, considered you know, they're the- runaways, even if it is runaway. an infant that clearly can't run away. Whoa. Right. That's so much. So, and that's the thing. I, don't know I, I feel like considered, um, I wouldn't consider them to be runaways. I would consider them to be in custody. Now, I'd be very scene. concerned about it. But yeah. Just like this locally here in New Hampshire, there was a, a girl, Montgomery Harmony. The girl's mother was going crazy saying, I haven't seen my daughter in two years. Hmm. Where is my daughter? Where is my daughter? And and like they're like, oh, you're crazy. You know, psychiatric evaluation for you, lady. Wow. Um, you know, and this is New Hampshire Child Protective Services. I, I got a real good education on this by just Internet searching the term settlements, New Hampshire, DCYF. You take your, your your location and type in settlement, your state abbreviation, and CPS. CPS, yeah, whatever And you're going to see just newspaper article after newspaper article after newspaper article about how Child Protective Services paid this family $5 million, $3 million, $7.5 million, all, you know, all of this, this crazy sums of money. Uh, uh, the reports I have for New Hampshire that since 2012 to uh, last summer, I forget the exact date, that New Hampshire's Division of Risk and Benefit, who settles all the claims against the state of New Hampshire, paid out over $300 million, $300 million in a decade to settle claims just for one division. That one is called uh, uh, Division of Children, Youth, and Families, DCYF, because you know they are just losing children, because they are just giving children to rapists and pedophiles. They are just damaging and hurting the children. It is insane what is going on with our kids, and there's no real media coverage of it. And wasn't Harmony Montgomery, wasn't she found yeah, like buried found in the backyard? Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt that uh, kids die in foster care and things like that, and it's uh, it's a tragic situation. And I am uh, deeply concerned about child protective services and their penchant for taking kids away from uh, families where there doesn't seem to be any problem at all. They may not fit in to whatever the the local societal norm is norms are, but for everybody who uh, who's listening right now who's over seventy, they didn't raise kids the way that's normal now either. Well, when we so. come back, we're going to talk more about. This Texas versus the Fed situation. So don't go anywhere. 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Thank you. 
USA News Update. A first-of-its-kind execution is set to take place in Alabama. USA's Corey Myers has details. U.S. Supreme Court justices rejecting an effort to stop the country's first-ever execution by nitrogen hypoxia. Kenneth Eugene Smith serving on Alabama's death row for the murder of Elizabeth Senate back in 1988. While Smith reportedly requested the new execution method, his lawyer still appealed, claiming the gas poisoning would violate the Constitution's ban on cruel and unusual punishment. Former Trump White House aide Peter Navarro is being sentenced to four months in prison. Navarro was convicted of contempt of Congress in September for not complying with a subpoena issued by the January 6th House Select Committee. Navarro's team argued during sentencing that he believed he could not comply with the committee's subpoena due to executive privilege. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. is the phone number that's 603-283-6160 and free talk live is brought to you by dash digital cash tired of the ever inflating u.s dollar you can live your life on dash with bitrefill.com where you can buy gift cards from big retailers including grocers gas stations phone refills amazon and even prepaid mastercards Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month for this sponsorship. It's easy to get and use Dash. You can learn more at Dash.org. That's Dash.org. And here on Free Talk Live tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Jay Noon. And Mark Edge. And in the last segment, we were trying to um, summarize basically what is happening in Texas right now with Greg Abbott. The governor putting out this statement that is really kind of spanking the feds and he I can't say that he's wrong at all about what he's saying. I am very suspicious of his motives, but let's get into this article from thehill.com. It says Abbott doubles down on border invasion declaration after Supreme Court blow. 
Texas Governor Greg Abbott on Wednesday accused the federal government of breaking the compact with the states following a Supreme Court ruling on Monday that cleared the way for the Border Patrol to remove razor wire installed, I mean, sorry, installed by Texas along the U.S.-Mexico border. In a statement, Abbott said President Biden has refused to enforce immigration laws and has even violated them. It's the latest escalation in a legal and political standoff between Texas and the federal government, though Abbott stopped short of announcing any specific measures. Yeah, he just put out like this statement. He has been pushing. Well, they, they also reinstalled the razor wire. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a specific measure. So after the government or the feds pulled it up, they Texas put it back. That's my understanding of the situation. Hmm. And I heard a report today on uh, on traveling in Keene that uh, the Texas is offering private landowners, ranchers, to install razor that are on the border to install razor wire free of charge uh, on their lands, which I thought was uh, pretty cool because the the migrants are definitely wreaking havoc on private ranches. And, you know, some of these guys, you know, they got 10, 12,000 acres of, you know, desert, you know, which um, isn't nearly as, you know, good cattle grazing ground as acres in New Hampshire or New York. But, the realtors uh, prefer if you call it arid grasslands. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it takes nine acres to support one cow if you get some rain. <laughs> well, it does look like we have a caller on the line, and that's what Free Talk Live is about. 603-283-6160 is the phone number. You can call if you'd like to get in on the conversation with us. Um, unscreened caller, what's your name and what's on your mind? Hey, this is Rusty from Portland. Hey, Rusty. Hey, Rusty. I had a, hey, I just had a quick comment about the immigration thing. Go ahead. Um, well, in the United States right now, our birth rate is only 1.67 births per woman or whatever. And you need to have at least 2.10 to even keep the population stable or where it is. Yep. So we're, we're not having enough babies, basically. Yeah, that's right. I've, yeah, and that's the that's a problem in a lot of places around the world, first world countries, definitely like Japan, South Korea, China, etc. And so we need as much immigration as we can possibly get. We obviously don't be, need to be giving them welfare, but I feel like if we don't open up the borders, uh, we are going to have way too many old people and not enough workers in no time at all. And our economy is going to go over a cliff. That's one thing I always like to bring up whenever people are like, oh, Bonnie, you and the other people who don't have kids are are ruining the country because the country's not having enough kids. I'm just like, OK, open the borders. Yeah. Do they all have to look right. like me? No. Yeah, I think that the United States really misses out an opportunity here. So the United States is pretty widely known to have the best universities, um, or at least the most best universities of any place in the world. And, you know, the idea that we're taking people from foreign countries, letting them, you know, get an education here and then sending them home doesn't make any sense to me at all. It Mm. seems to me that uh, they should be actively attempting to get people who come to university to move to the U.S. These are going to be high earners and people who, uh, you know, make the the country great, as it were. Uh, Whereas... Well, they have uh, to go through so many hoops. I mean, if you change your major or something like that, then you have to redo your whole visa... Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, the the powers to be don't want this country to be strong. In fact, there was uh, an article I'd read a while ago where some German family was getting deported. Uh, and they were like, they, the, the, the father owned a business, the mom was like a teacher. And, you know, they had, um, you know, they had some kids that were, they weren't born here in this country, but they basically left Germany uh, due to, in Germany, you couldn't homeschool. They left Germany and seeked political asylum here like 15 or 18 years ago because they couldn't homeschool their kids. And uh, and this was a Zero Hedge article, actually, I believe. And the Biden administration had basically, you know, ordered them to be deported uh, because, you know, they were useful, productive people. And, you know, the Biden administration, who is, you know, essentially bought and paid for by, you know, the entities that hate the United States, that hate freedom, you know, the Chinese Communist Party, you know, the, the Ukraine uh, crime families, you know, uh, 
you know, you have all of the connections there with all the money going to, you know, getting to the Biden family, you know, from from these entities. And what are they doing? They are seeking useless people, useless eaters, the, the parasite class to come here, uh, calling for them to come here and incentivizing them to come here. And uh, just 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 like I say that health and human services is, you know, uh, the, it, uh, in New Hampshire is responsible for all of the people overdosing on, you know, the, the fentanyl and the heroin, you know, in Manchester and Concord, uh, because, you know, all the first responders I talked to were like, yeah, they all got EBT cards or all on welfare. Probably and- this is up there like actual like brain chemistry where they're just like, oh, I don't need to like work to right. get anything done. I'm just going to take this pill to get a, you yeah, know. Yeah, like like a lot of like, you know, the, the old people I deal with, the 70-year-olds the that I buy hay from, for example, and do livestock business with, they're all old. Like, you know, none of these guys are young and spry. And uh, they got their dopamine hits as little kids from working on a farm. So that's what they still got cows. They still got sheep. They still are into that stuff. They still love making hay. And, you know, and, and a lot of this younger generation, you know, has gotten their dopamine hit from an Internet device, which is basically the same thing as doing cocaine or, you know, even uh, uh, heroin. And so now when you got a whole bunch of 30-year-olds, you know, in Manchester that are, you know, basically getting a welfare check and i say manchester i'm talking about manchester new hampshire just walk around and there's like a whole bunch of 30 40 year old homeless dudes um that are are clearly just whacked out on drugs Mm -hmm. and then they're they're all collecting and um i I can totally see that just not working would make people that way because like when ian first went to jail i just wanted to do nothing for a while and i started to feel really depressed and stuff and now that I am in my acceptance stage, as Mark says, um, <laughs> me too. Um, I'm trying, and I'm just trying to do more things. Like the other day, I went to Jay and Shallon's. Well, it's really Shallon's um, hearing, and I helped Chris Wade record. And it was just like doing that was a total actual do- dopamine hit, unlike just sitting <laughs> in my house playing virtual villagers on my phone. So an earned dopamine ritual villagers. The, it's an app. It's a it's a really old PC game, but you can get the app and you have to keep make your villagers survive on an island. I deleted it. Good okay. for you. <laughs> but is there well, anything else you want to say about what, that, Rusty? Yeah, there was uh, one one thing that pissed me off. Like a few months ago, I literally saw people protesting on the corner outside the grocery store with signs telling us not to have kids and that having having kids was like a bad thing for the planet and hmm. you, you should just not have kids or that was that was their protest and i i just worry about what's going to happen they should kill themselves thank you as a protest <laughs> thank you for the call rusty i really appreciate it but uh yeah every time i see people saying um that like people living on the planet or cows living on the planet are the problem i'm just like you should lead by example yeah one of these um psychopath parasite types uh, at davos was the woman was i forget i I think she's a president of the eu or something or eu something and she was like oh fishing is uh you know killing the um fishing farming like basically all the stuff that like i do you know is is destroying the planet you know is destroying humanity they call it ecocide or something is a name they come up with it. So she's saying fishing yep. is killing the planet. Yep, fishing and farming. Hmm. Well, yeah, well, just feeding people, right? They they don't like that much. Yeah, they want you all um, eating Bill Gates's lab-grown, genetically engineered, you know, three D printed plastic. It looks like a births per one thousand people went from in nineteen fifty thirty five thousand births for 1,000 people? That can't possibly be true. Um, yeah, that doesn't make sense. Maybe that's 30... Oh, that uh, 35... That's, uh, those are points afterwards. Excuse me. Point zero zero zero. Uh, 35... You know those Europeans and their uh, funny oh, use of come. Yeah. Um, right. So 35 per 1,000 to today. This is global, so you know, um, up to... Oh, this is projected. Current is 17.299, so 17.3. Is this a year? In 1,000 people, only 17 have a kid a year? I guess that makes sense. In 1,000 people, there's 17 births per year. 
globally. And then um, that's they, ex- they expect that to go downward. So, yes, there is a dramatic drop-off in uh, births. And, you know, one thing we've got to ask ourselves is, what is innovation going to look like in 2100 when there are uh, what looks to like 11 or 12 births per um, 1,000 people. It's going to be a lot and, of cheap houses. Right. They'll, well, they'll, they'll probably be falling apart. You know as well as I do, if you don't live in a house for a year or two, no, it's, uh, it's almost trash. Hmm. My goodness. Almost has Just to be knocked year? down. be a lot of free fixer-uppers out there. Hmm. <laughs> Just a year. Ah, a couple of years, yeah. Especially if like you don't like winterize a house up north here. Oh yeah. And then uh and it's let's say it's you know, the power is still on or it's hooked up to city water and then it warms up and then the water just starts going and going and going, you know, because the pipes break and you know, just trashes the house. Yeah, the house is just wasted in one season. Sure. It can be. Yeah. And I mean, certainly um if you're talking about say Detroit where People are going in and ripping out the copper and things like that. You basically just have a barn left. <laughs> well, before that uh, conversation got got started, we were talking about what's going on in Texas with Governor Abbott um, speaking out against the feds. And it says that he, Abbott, has been pushing constitutional boundaries on state versus federal jurisdiction of border and immigration enforcement for the better part of two years. His legal team, including State Attorney General Ken Paxton, first publicly toyed with the idea of formally declaring a border invasion in 2022. What would that even do? Well, I guess it gives the uh, governor the ability to take the National Guard and station them Hmm. at the border and attempt to... You know, stop people from coming across or whatever the situation they, you it, know, whatever it, they decide. It enacts some emergency powers. That's I'm what sure. I was thinking. Yeah. And probably comes with some federal stimulus money hmm. or, you know, <laughs> the ability to like commandeer some private property or whatever. You know, the, the, I wouldn't. I wouldn't count it on this go around. It doesn't look like the feds are going to give them a single penny. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's also an election year. So, um, you know, the Republicans obviously want the Republicans to win. And so if they're able to make it seem like there's a gigantic border crisis, then, you know, they'll, they'll get the Republicans out there voting away and, and that kind of thing. I guess that's the I, thing. Um, we have a caller, a listener, and his name is um, Sheriff Hathaway. And he is the sheriff down in a border county in Arizona. Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz. Oh, that's the county, right? Yep. And um, he says that there is no such thing as a immigration crisis. He said there's just not that many people coming over. But And you would think, like, if they're going to come over somewhere... They would be coming over, coming over every little spot they could come over, like not just Texas. Well, they're coming over where the George Soros-sponsored caravans are dropping them on the Mexican side of the border. So they're probably not dropping them on the Santa Cruz uh, you know, area. And if you look at Santa but Cruz... But why? It would be easy. Uh, no, it actually is like no man's land. So I don't know about the Mexico side, mm-hmm. but if you just look at a map of Arizona... So my mom... I, I, I was... Uh, sort of planning on going to Arizona this winter. I'm not actually because I got other things going on. I'm actually, uh, well, we're going to um, Mexico, Acapulco, mm-hmm. and, and Acapulco. Yep, and uh, and then I'm actually going to go to Florida. I'm going to go to Florida. We're going to hang out with Luke, uh, Luke Rudowski down there. Oh, and speaking of Luke, if you're like into this Texas thing, hmm. Luke just uh, uh, just put out a T-shirt. And uh, his T-shirt uh, website is the best political T-shirts dot com, and the T-shirt says "I stand with Texas," and it's got a little you know Texas with the you know in the sh- uh, flag of Texas in the shape of Texas, and, and uh, you know there's a Luke T-shirt. He's got a great T-shirts on there. The best political T-shirts dot com. Anyways, uh, so I my mom lives north of there. She lives outside of Tucson, and. Uh, and she's like, oh, that's no man's land down there. There's nothing down there in Santa Cruz County. And if you look at the maps, you'll see, like, there's not many roads uh, on, you know, on the maps. And, and it's actually pr- very rugged country. It's uh, sort of hard to navigate in general. And you wouldn't make it too far if you were walking around because it's like mountain desert. And uh, I don't know what there is for infrastructure on the Mexican side of the border. Uh, but... If anybody wants to check out, you know, that 
Well, so that is the very southeastern corner of Arizona, Santa Cruz County. So I don't imagine there is much coming through there just based on the fact that there's really nothing there. Hmm. Well, it does look like we have a caller on the line. Um, unscreened like an easy play to get across. Right. If there's nothing there, you would think that's an easy place to uh, get across. But it is rough, mountainous ter- terrain. Like, it is, you know, it's, it's difficult to navigate. That includes... That's just north of Nogales um, and includes Nogales, uh, uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, I-19 runs through this. Well, we do have a caller on the line. Unscreened caller, what's on your mind? Hello, my name is Itzy. It's your boy. <laughs> okay, bye. Being really gross and weird. I didn't like that. So yeah, I heard there was a lot of flooding going on in San Diego right now. That's kind of what I wanted to ask that guy about. But... Oh, well, he's stupid, so he probably doesn't know anything. Yeah, just a troll. Um, <laughs> so we were talking about Arizona, and I don't really know for sure anything about that, except my little brother lives in Tucson at the air, whatever the Air Force Base is called there, and he works on airplanes, and they have to go rescue people all the time who die in the desert. Like, they, they go hiking by themselves, and then they die. So, I don't know. Maybe it's a bad place to cross. I don't really know. But I, I just I, I just don't want to just take the media's word for it. Like, oh, there are these caravans. There are so many people coming over. It's an invasion. It's like, to me, it sounds a lot like 2001. Oh, the Muslims are trying to kill us. They hate us for our freedom type of talk, you know? Like, when I lived in well, San Antonio, I was They've been using the invasion uh, rhetoric for since the, you know, I mean, for 20 years now. Um, you know, first it was the Mexicans. Now it's the Central Americans, you know, whatever yeah. the, the case may be. Um, you know, what it seems to be is the United States can't get its borders sorted in whatever way it's going to sort it. I personally would not. I, I do not support anything that looks like a wall or anything like that. Um, you know, it says I, I think that we just need immigration policies that work for everyone. And right now, no one wants that. Um, if if the Republicans allow the immigration sist- situation to get sorted, especially now, they're not going to win in November. So they're going to make it a huge big deal. Ah, we're going to all going to die. The the, the the Latinos are coming. <laughs> and, um, and if they don't do that, then, you know, they may not uh, win in November. So that's that's the whole shebang here. Yeah. And it sounds like something that they would totally do. It's like Henry Kissinger keeping vietnam going for longer than it was supposed to just because it helped his candidate get elected i don't remember which candidate it was but that sounds like something that would they would totally do it says yeah, Kissinger sounds like uh, uh nixon be my mm, guess. oh yeah i think it was um so it says that they were planning on declaring a border invasion in april 2022 in that november abbott wrote biden invoking a state's constitutional right to wage war when invaded oh my god whoa that sounds really bad like we want to be in a state of war yeah it sounds really bad but he only made his official official invasion declaration public in september since then, the governor has methodically increased the border enforcement rules of the Texas Department of Public Safety and the Texas National Guard, citing the constitutional authority for a state to defend itself against invasion. The other thing about it is the Constitution doesn't say anything about the feds having the power to do anything to the border. So, I mean, that should be like open and shut. I don't understand why the Supreme Court right. said anything. Yeah, I'm in a very difficult position here because I disagree with um, Abbott on this particular issue at the same time um you know i don't think that there's a border crisis and you know any variety of of things but at the same time i feel like that is the that is a a purview of the state not of the federal government so you know there you go exactly i feel the same way i don't want this to sound like i'm on the side of like oh yeah let's keep the mexicans out and i hope they get cut up with razor wire or anything like that I'm just not pro this small group of freaks in Washington, D.C. having the power to do whatever they want and gaining more and more and more every year. Like, this was never something that they had the power to do. And um, I am totally happy that Abbott seems to be pointing towards the idea of secession in his statement he put out. So I think that we should just, we basically set the stage for what's going on there. 
I'm going to read a little bit more of what Greg Abbott actually said. He said, despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him, Biden, by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he perform his constitutional duties. And in a way, I kind of don't like that phrasing because in that way, he's not really saying, oh, we can do what we want. He's saying, like, please, federal government, do what like we want you to do. And it's like, I don't know, the federal government should just like not exist. Oh, I'm completely used to anybody in the federal government not interpreting my uh, interpret, not agreeing with my interpretation of the United States Constitution. But, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, that document's all about plain reading. And the plain reading of the United States Constitution says to me that Texas has control of its border, that every state has control of its border, because the only thing the United States government has is the right, uh, excuse me, the power surrounding naturalization and all the rights and powers that aren't mentioned directly in the Constitution and given to the federal government or remanded back to the states and the people. Yep. And actually, uh, Christopher Gronsky gets into this in uh, some of his uh, work. Uh, he's uh, destinationsfreedoms.org uh, is his website. But he talks about how basically previous, before Civil War, the, there was no United States naturalization, really. It was each individual state that were doing that. And yeah. each individual state, the, the United States of America is a federation of 50 nation states. Every state is, has, is recognized by the Hague and the Netherlands, Netherlands as a, uh, its own sovereign nation state. There is uh, plenty of uh, Supreme Court rulings. There's plenty of stuff to cite on this. Uh, New Hampshire is foreign with the respect of the District of Columbia or, or Massachusetts, for example. And the, uh, and the, the United States is only the District of Columbia. And that's a very clear District of Columbia territories and possessions. So that would be Puerto Rico, Guam, Virgin Islands, uh, you know, and and that's it. You know, or you know, whatever other pair. Uh, but it's definitely not Texas. It's definitely not New Hampshire. Now, I believe the United States uh, has uh, invaded the you know New Hampshire has invaded Texas. You know, for well over since the Civil War. The Civil War basically these states have sort of been acting you know like they are sub, uh, subordinate to. The United States, to where previous to the Civil War, the federal government was subordinate to the, the individual states. Yep, and I hate uh, Abraham Lincoln because he totally did a bunch of power grabs during that war. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. You can call in with whatever is on your mind. More coming up. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com. 
or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad to your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay.